Welcome back to War Room. I'm Juanita, your host. When the last time we met, I was talking about stand. I'll give you a really brief overview and then we'll pray and get into the word. So I was talking last time we met about stand that when you believe God for something and you ask to be prayed for and you believe God, the time you pray and the time your result comes, there's a little gap in between and that gap is where you stand. You stand and wait for your promise. You stand and wait for the result. As standing, you have to stand in expectation. But last night we met, I said that you have to have the physical ability, the spiritual ability to stand. And you need endurance to stand. Endurance is just plain old patience. You need the patience to stand. When you find questions coming into your mind or like, I don't know whether this is ever going to happen. You know the devil is trying to knock you off your trim. He's trying to knock you off your stand. When you start saying, I don't know that this is ever going to happen. I've been praying for years. And then sometimes you're like, wow, I don't even think it's going to happen. When you start thinking like that, when you start talking like that, that's not good. You know the enemy is trying to knock you off your stand. And you're supposed to get back into the word of God. So we talked about that last week. Last time we met, I'm not going to go into depth. But I'm going to just tell you, go back and listen to it. Because it's important to know the trick of the enemy so you know how to fight him, right? So you know how to stand. Today, on the other hand, we're still going to continue to stand. And I want to get deep into, in, into the stand because the Lord showed me some things that I was doing that I didn't know how you that helped me be able to stand so before we go deep into that let's go ahead and pray oh father we thank you for your word we thank you for the anointing we thank you for giving us the privilege to come and listen and be a particle of your word holy spirit teach us give us wisdom bring things to our remembering and father god as your word come out that it will not return void it will not return empty but that this word your word will come alive in people's hearts that it will take it to heart and they will implement what you're saying here and see a change in their life i thank you lord for that in jesus name all right so most of the time when we have a prayer request we pray right we call, we pray, and we do something else. We leave all the responsibility on the people that pray for us. We pray, we call all the prayer line around the world. We call our friends that know how to pray, those that we feel in our heart are super spiritual, we call them. We talk to our pastors, if our parents in the ministry, we call them. They're praying for us. I mean, we just go all out, pray for my children. They're going a bad way. Pray for my marriage. Pray for my job. I need a job. Pray for, I need a baby. I need a husband. I mean, the list go on and on and we pray. And we pray and we pray. But when we say amen, we leave the whole responsibility on the person that pray for us. And that is incorrect. You cannot leave the responsibility on the person that pray for you. It's almost like you go to the doctor. You went to the doctor just like you asked for prayer. You went to the doctor. The doctor gave you medicine and said, take this antibiotics for the rest of this length. And then come back and see me. When you get home, guess what? You're going to take the antibiotics because you're taking responsibility. You're going to cut down on your sword. Whatever the, de- the, 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 the devil, excuse me, whatever the doctor tell you, you're going to hold on to those information and you're going to try your utmost best to do those things because you want to get better. You want good results. Same with the word of God. Did not go back. The, 
the doctor is not going to come to your house and open your mouth and put the medicine in your mouth and say, yes, swallow and make you swallow your medicine. No, no, no. He is not going to do that. He or she is not going to do that. So the responsibility lies on you as well. So when you ask people to pray for you, when you ask somebody to pray for you, don't leave the responsibility on them. When you hear the word, amen, you stand. And while you're standing, you got to be doing something. You do have responsibility to do. You have to be doing something. You know, you can't just say, well, it's amen now. So we're going to see what happened. Ooh. Oh, did you just say we're going to see what happened? Oh, no. You can't say we're going to see what happened. Or I hope it come to pass. I hope the Lord hear me. Oh, no, brother and sister, when you use the word hope, it's such a different meaning. You know, you, you people use hope out of, out of context. You need hope for faith. But when you say, when you pray and say, amen, you say, well, I sure do hope so it happened. Oh, man, I rather hope the Lord answer that prayer. Oh, man, that's a different context. You're using something totally different. That means you're hoping you are not believing. You are hoping it happen. If it happen, okay. If it doesn't happen, okay. That's not a stand you want to have a stand. That's not a good stand. That's a wobbly stand. That's a stand with nothing on it. You're going to fall. You understand what I'm saying? You're going to fall. So I don't know why I'm going over there, but I'm going to tell you when you pray, when you have been praying for years and you know that God and you have in your heart that God is going to answer your prayer, you need to do something. You know, leaving the responsibility of believing to the people that pray for you, almost like you dumping all your responsibility on them and you cannot do that. All right, let's go ahead and read Ephesians chapter 6, not 10. I'm sorry. It's Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. And I'm going to read. It said, I'm reading from the New King James. It said, finally, my brethren, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wise of the devil. He telling you why to pull it on, right? Verse 12 says, for, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principality, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. But listen to what verse 13 said. Therefore, Take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil days and having done all to stand. Having done all to stand. Verse 14 says, stand therefore, having your lungs guarded with truth, putting on the breastplate of righteousness. I'm not going there. And having so your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. I'm not even on that topic. Above all, above all, verse 16 said, above all, the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. We're not going to touch that piece today. We're going to leave the shield of faith because that shield is important. But what I want to go back to is verse 17 and take up the helmet of salvation and the soul of the spirit, which is the word of God. 
I am going to talk to you about when you're standing, your responsibility is to take up the whole armor of God. But this particular piece, the soul of the spirit, which is the word of God, that's your only offensive weapon that you have when it comes to the armor of God. That's the only weapon you have to chop, 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 that's, 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 you know, just chopping dogs, chopping dogs, the enemy thoughts and all of his evil plans he has for you. The word of God. You got to get a word of God down into your stomach. You, oh, excuse me, into your heart. And I'm going to give you a brief analogy. When I talk about the word of God, you have to get it down into your heart. You got to take the soul of the spirit and use it after you have done all to stand. If you have not gotten the word of God down into your heart, you have not done all you need to do to stand. If you do not use the word of God to squash all the enemy doubts he brings into you and tell him, no, the word of God says so, and I'm going to get it. You have not done all to stand. You have not done all to stand. You have done all to stand every day. You come against the enemy with the word of God in your mouth. Now, let me give you another analogy. The same way you eat your food. When you eat your food, your food goes through your mouth and get chewed and it go down to your stomach. The, the final result of that food is for it to get down to your stomach so that it nourishes your body. It's the same way. The final result of the word of God is so it gets into your heart, through your mouth, gets into your heart, and the end result gives you victory over the enemy. Hallelujah. Did you get that? The same way you use your mouth to get the word, the food down into your stomach. It's the same way you use the word of God to go through your mouth so that it gets down into your spirit and the end result, you got victory. You say, well, what am I going to be saying? Let me tell you what the word of God does. Anywho, the word of God, if you go to Hebrew, let's look at Hebrew really quickly. Hebrew chapter four. Oh man, this is so good. I'm getting excited. You can tell because this is so good. This is the word of God. It's true. It's life. So Hebrew chapter four, let's look at Hebrew chapter four. Look at verse 12. For the word of God is living, it's powerful, it's sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing of the soul and spirit and the joints and the marrows, discerning the thoughts of the heart, the thoughts, your thoughts and the intents of the heart. The word of God is sharper, it's powerful, it's living. When you, something is living, it has to grow. When you put the word of God in your mouth and you say the word of God, it comes out of your mouth. It comes, you get it in your mouth by saying it. I am saved. That's what the scripture said. If you confess Jesus as Lord, you are saved. You have to use your mouth to confess Jesus. You have to use your mouth to confess that you are healed. You have to use your mouth to confess that I receive the Holy Spirit. You have to use your mouth to proclaim your destiny. You have to use your mouth to set your pace of life. If you don't use your mouth, you don't have anything. The devil is going to squash you like a pancake. He's going to squash you badly because you totally, you decided not to use your mouth. Words goes in your mouth. The word of God is the soul. That word has to go in your mouth. You cannot think the devil through. You cannot think the devil. You, you, what am I trying to say? You cannot outthink the devil. That's correct.
You cannot outthink the devil. Put that word of God into your mouth. While you're standing, take your stand. Say, I have prayed. I'm waiting on God in expectation of my result. I refuse to give up. God said by his stripes I'm healed. I'm healed. Oh, well, what a minute. What if you don't feel healed? It doesn't matter. You see, your feelings should not determine the level of faith. Your feelings should not determine the result of your faith. Your feelings will get in line. Amen. So get the word of God into your heart. Get it down in there. It got to go through your mouth. So I'm going to challenge you today. Let me go. Let me I gotta look at one more scripture. I know we're running out of time, but let me look at one more scripture. Okay. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23. I know that what I was going. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23. Let us hold fast to the confession of our hope without wavering, wavering for he who promised is what faithful. That word profession is confession to your faith. But he who promises faithful, hold tightly. Another translation said, hold tightly to the confession of your faith. You know what? Because you're going to have doubts come in your mind like, oh, I don't even know whether this is working anymore. Oh, man, I'm so tired just believing God all the time for this. Oh, man, it's so hard to stand. You're going to have that feelings. I'm not lying to you. You are going to have that feelings. You are going to be like, man, I've been praying for my kids. I've been praying for this thing for years and it never happened. Well, excuse me. Don't be saying it never happened because the word of God is living. Have you started speaking the word of God over that situation while you're standing? And while you're standing, you've been proclaiming the word of God. You've been putting that word in your mouth, the soul of a spirit in your mouth. So it gets down in your heart because that's when faith rises up in you. When the word of God has gotten down into your heart. Hallelujah. Okay, let's go down all the way to verse 35 and let's see what happens when we get it into our heart. Verse 35 says, therefore... Do not cast away your confidence. Come on, folks. Let me tell you. If the word of God repeatedly tell you to hold strong, hold fast, hold tightly, do not give up. That means there is a time when you pray and the time your result comes, there got to be a little ground that you have to stand on. That, and you've been encouraged repeatedly to stand, to hold your ground, to hold tightly. That means your enemy will try to knock you off your course, try to run over you, try to bring defeated thoughts to you, try to destroy whatever you believe. Hallelujah. Therefore, do not cast away your confidence, which has great reward. For you have need of patience. We talk about endurance prior. You have need of patience so that after you have done the will of God, you may receive your promise. Excuse me. I'm about to dance. You will receive your promise. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but that just make my will go wild. You will receive your promise. You have got to tell the devil today. Devil. I have to tell you something. I got good news for you. I will receive. I will receive. The word of God says so. I will receive. I will receive. Oh, man. And then verse 37 says, For yet a little while, 
said, he who is coming, he will come. He will not tarry. That's what the scripture coming verse 38 says. And the just or the righteous shall live by faith. Hallelujah. Oh man, oh man. I'm having myself a great time in the word of God today. And I hope you're doing the same thing. This is no sad, gloomy uh, message. The word of God is alive. It's wonderful. He's perfect. So I'm going to encourage you. God will honor those without having any outer world evidence to their belief. When you believe God, you put yourself in line to receive. You put yourself in line to whew, get his blessing. So today I'm going to encourage you. So let's, let's rehearse a little bit. Get the word. Do not leave the responsibility on, on people that pray for you. From the time you pray until the time you see your results, there is a little gap. And that gap requires you to stand. Hold fast. Don't give up. You stand your ground. And while you're standing, you say, well, I'm standing doing nothing. No, no, no. You're going to be doing something. When you stand, you hold on to your confession. You hold on to the word of God. You take the soul of the spirit in your mouth. You put that word because word doesn't go anywhere. Word goes into your mouth because that's what they call words. They go into your mouth. They get down into your heart and then come out with an explosive force for God. And then your faith will have an end result. So today, as you stand, as you stand your ground, and I'm telling you real thing. You see, most Christians don't want to talk about this. We just want to go to church and believe God and don't see any results. Oh, no. If that's the case, count me out. If that's the case, well, I pray and get no result and hoping and hoping and hoping and hoping nothing happened. Count me out. I like results. God is God of results. He created everything. The reason why we're not seeing miracles and wonders in our midst, we lost, we lost the, 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 the urgency <laughs> to see God move. We're not, we're not striving after to see miracles in our midst. We're saying, I hope so. I hope he or she gets that. Oh, it's about time that we step it up another notch. So get the word of God in your heart. By saying it and get ready to see God explode for you. Hallelujah. Oh, God is so good. Oh, the same way you eat your food in your mouth and it gets down into your stomach. That's a destination to make your body flourish and keep you alive. It's the same way you put the word of God in your mouth. It's going to get down into your heart and it's going to come out with force and you're going to see results. You're going to see miracles in your life, in your family, in your job. Hallelujah. Oh, man, I can take another two hours and go on. But because of your time, I respect your time. I'm going to stop here and we will come back next time. And you guys be blessed. Tune back into us. I think this is the longest one I've ever done. And it is important because you need this. I need this. Amen. Be blessed. We love you here at CPN. And we want to encourage you to stay tuned. This program was brought to you today by the friends and partners of Cornelius Pratt Ministries. CPM wants to say thank you.